At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Play Sugar House is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, Try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com to place your bets. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugar House. Welcome. To the New York City cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Withdrawal Wednesday. Uh, man, it's, it's a weird day not to have any football. I'm excited for the show, though. We'll do a little bit of everything. Obviously, NFL. Uh, we'll spend some time on the Jets and the Giants. The Mets over the weekend hired Buck Showalter. I've been meaning to get to that. We'll do a, a minute or two on that. Uh, as we all kind of you know, catch our breath here after what was a lot of football the last you know, 72, 80 hours, a lot of uh, neglecting and ignoring our families. And when you think about it, uh, Pat's Colts kicked off, what, 8-15 Saturday night. Big game, a really enjoyable game. I think one we all probably watched. So since then, I mean, you know, Saturday night, you're watching football all night. Sunday, you wake up and uh, a few hours later, you got 10, 11 hours of football uh, on Sunday. Monday, you get home from work, Browns, Raiders, five o'clock start, which I loved. I thought that was really enjoyable. Uh, I like those Monday afternoons, uh, those Monday doubleheaders. Those are fun. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of them the last couple of years have been due to COVID, but uh, th- that was just, uh, you know, the start time, the atmosphere, something about that game I really enjoyed. It was a tough ending for the Browns, you know, to not be able to get one first down after that great comeback. You know, they're shorthanded. They're down 10-0 in the second half. They, they muster some offense. 
uh, with a third string quarterback. They take the lead and then they intercept car with two minutes and change left. The building's going crazy. And man, one first down to ice the game would have done it, but they just couldn't get there. Third and three, the handoff running into the line and, you know, figure maybe if they throw the ball, they can get a first down and then, you know, they give it back and Carlson drills one, but not one, but two field goals. The second one right down the middle from like 48 yards. He's a hell of a kicker. Uh, so the, the Raiders steal that game and the Browns, you know, it's tough. If they won that game, they have a really good chance to win the division. That AFC North is uh is a log jam. And, and now that they lose, they're probably going to miss the playoffs altogether. They go to Green Bay this week in a tough spot on a short week, you know, playing for Monday night and having to play Saturday in Lambo. That's a tough spot. So uh, we went from the Browns Raiders into the, Vikings and the Bears, which was, uh, you know, look, I, I, I don't say this lightly because I watch a lot of Jets and Giants, but that was about as unwatchable a game as you'll ever see. I mean, refereeing, bad offense. The Bears, without their whole starting secondary, the Vikings couldn't get basically a first down or, or take, you know, advantage of that at all. Just an awful game. Three yards per play for the Vikings. A terrible performance, even in the win. Um, and then last night, I mean, why they didn't start one of these games at five, like they did on Monday and the other one at eight, I have absolutely no idea, no idea, uh, to put these games on, you know, back to back on top of your, on top of each other instead of back to back. I just don't understand, but, uh, it was fun to get two games last night. So, you know, like I said, a lot of football, the last four or five days, starting with Saturday night at eight, basically through, you know, 10, 15, Tuesday night, it has been wall to wall football. You know, betting, fantasy football playoffs, if you're in those, just a uh, a football bonanza the last three or four days, starting with Saturday night. So uh, it feels weird to not have a game tonight, but look, it's back tomorrow. We get actually a pretty good game, 49ers and the Titans. Uh, Titans have been dreadful on offense since Henry got hurt. They stole a couple games, you know, right after his injury, and they might get A.J. Brown back tomorrow. It seems like it's possible, but uh, they've just been awful on offense the last six weeks or so since Henry got hurt. But let's start with the games from last night because they both kind of tie into the Giants. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks and the Rams. The Rams win the game 20 to 10. Uh, really a terrible performance from Russell Wilson and uh, a bad performance from the refs too. The fact, I mean, that's Hockley's crew, the same guy that did the Thanksgiving Day game with the Cowboys and the Raiders with all those flags. I think it was 14 penalties on, on the Cowboys. I mean, the, the refereeing last night, Fourth and, I don't know, seven or eight, they run into the kicker, gives the Rams a field goal. Fourth and, uh, third and 18, they call a defensive holding on the Seahawks that swung the game. I think that was late third, early fourth quarter. Then there's a no-call. DJ Dallas is wide open on fourth down, gets absolutely mauled, you know, not even a split second before the ball get there, a full second and a half or two before the ball gets there. They somehow don't call. And then they, they call a personal foul on DJ Dallas for complaining about the call, which is ridiculous. It's like the NBA, you know, you miss a foul call, then you, you tee the guy up for, for mentioning it or complaining about it. So uh, just a horrible performance from the refs last night. If you bet the Seahawks, they, that closed seven, seven and a half minus 120, man, you really got screwed because uh, that was a tough way to lose. That was an ugly game for a long time. But to me, the story is Russell Wilson. And look, if you're the Giants, uh, I, I – I don't say this, you know, rhetorically. I honestly don't know what you do. Um, if the Seahawks call you up right now and, and offer you Russell Wilson, obviously the position you're in, the quarterback play you've had really since, you know, 2011, 2012 was the last time Eli Manning gave you some good years. You can't hang up the phone. You can't say I'm not interested. But the Seahawks, look, they're going to want – probably both of your picks. I mean, you got a good pick in your own pick and the bears pick. You're going to have two top four, five, six picks in the draft. Uh, you know, the giants don't look like they're going to win a game the rest of the year. Maybe they win one. 
Uh, the Bears, you know, they're not going to really beat anybody. So you're going to, I mean, you could have the third and fourth pick in the draft, fourth and fifth pick in the draft. Uh, if I'm the Seahawks, I want both of those. And maybe I want more. And, I, you know, I, just talking to some Giants fans, I think the consensus is uh, no, thank you. I, I'm not doing that. Not that they don't want Wilson, but that, I'm not paying that price tag. So, I mean, you could look at it both ways. It's not a great draft. Are you going to draft anyone that's going to impact your team as much as Wilson. You do have some skill players. You do have some receivers. You have a defense. You know, the offensive line isn't great, but it's a pretty good team. If you bring Wilson in for the right price, it's hard to say you're not interested, but man, he has played terribly the last, really since the midpoint last season. If you remember, uh, he was the, the runaway favorite to win the MVP midway through the last, through last year in 2020. And the narrative was, uh, he's never won an MVP. He's never gotten a vote. This is ridiculous. And it was kind of his year to win it. He was playing great. Since then, the second half of last year, last year, he was just awful. Awful. He was bad in the playoff game against the Rams at home. Just awful against, remember, they started Wolford and then Wolford got hurt and they brought Goff back in with a bad hand. And they, you know The Seahawks couldn't do anything on offense. And this year, he hasn't been good either. You know, he rushed back from the injury. He had a couple of terrible games, got shut out in Green Bay. Uh you know, he's had some good moments lately, played okay against the 49ers, but last night he was just really bad. Metcalf, uh, you know, late in the game, is running wide open. I mean, he, he burned Ramsey by a good 5, 10 yards, and if you throw that ball accurately, it's a walk-in touchdown. He underthrows it. It gets broken up, and I just – I don't know what you do. Usually, you know, I, if you listen to this podcast, you know I come here and – come on here and, and give you my opinion say, I would do this, and this is why. And, you know, not that I give hot takes, but look, I have opinions and I have stances on certain things. You know, I wouldn't keep Joe Judge. I, I'm not, I'm down on Wilson. I have opinions, but this is one where I'm not sure. I think it's price sensitive with Wilson. I don't know that, you know, giving up two first round picks is the way to go. And look, it, it's a situation where you're crazy if you do it and you're crazy if you're past. I could buy either way. So uh, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. It sounds like, I think it was Ian Rappaport who reported that. Uh, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Saints were the three teams that Wilson would would waive his no trade clause for, which is, you know, an odd group. There's not really a common denominator among those three teams. So, um, I think Giants fans are probably torn on it. He is 33. He hasn't played great, and you're going to have to give up a lot for him. That's the downside. But the other side of it is like, all right, you don't want Wilson, which I understand. You don't want to give up two first round picks. You know, especially, you know, teams, when you have a bad year as a fan, the one thing you have, you really look forward to that pick because that's the one carrot. That's your one reward uh, for having a bad year. So you kind of become emotionally attached to that pick. And uh, this is a scenario where you have two of them, especially you could have drafted Parsons uh, and you trade that pick. So I think the Giants fans have some emotional attachment to these picks and they don't want to give up both of them for Wilson, which I can understand. It's just, all right, if not Wilson, then who? Um. You know, is Watson an option? Would Watson want to come to the Giants? I mean, that's – you almost forget he's in the league. It's such a strange story to have a top-five player at the most important position in his prime, had a great year last year, and he's just not playing. He's not suspended. He's not playing. He's just kind of, um, you know, just just not, not there, not in the league. It's really bizarre, um, that whole situation. So I don't know what you do if you're the Giants. I, I really don't. Um, you know, obviously you'd have interest, but at what price that becomes the conversation. So uh, that, that's something to keep an eye on. I don't know who, who you're going to get as a quarterback. I mean, the, it's a bad draft class. None of these guys do anything for you. I mean, look, we know how this works. By the time the combine comes around, some of these guys will get hyped up. 
and you know you'll talk yourself into whether it's Pickett or you know Corral from Ole Miss. Look, I I wouldn't put it past the Giants to bring Daniel Jones back. I mean, hearing some of the comments, Joe Judge might be safe. Uh, Joe uh, Daniel Jones might they might bring him back and just change Gettleman and, and keep everything else, which to me is unfathomable. Unfathomable, but uh, look, the Giants just keep outdoing themselves in, in terms of these decisions. So. That's the Giants situation. They get the Eagles this week. Uh, that line to me is a little high. Open 10 and a half, total is 40. This will be the second game in five or six days here for the Eagles. Eagles off a short week, haven't had to play last night. They beat the hell out of Washington uh, after they got down 10 nothing. One of the weirdest interceptions you'll ever see. Ertz drops a wide open pass like off a bootleg. And it looks like it's incomplete. And you watch the replay and it hits off of his heel and actually gets intercepted and um, I, I, I think it was Collins who intercepted it and you know, he could have just ran it into the end zone. It's like, he didn't even realize he caught it and they review it. And they said, you know what, it's an interception. And you know, you're watching the replay, just expecting the ball to hit the ground, just the way it was going. You, you figure, all right, some of this ball has got to catch part of the ground and nope, it never did. Just popped up uh, for, for an interception. Washington goes up seven, nothing. They eventually, I think they got a fumble on the next drive and went up 10, nothing, but they got their doors blown off after that. They were outgained like 517 to 239 Eagles had 7.7 yards per play uh Hertz is probably a little better than I give him credit for he played really well that's like a, it's an athletic offense they, they have a lot of speed a lot of quickness uh, you know they make you play in space so I, I look the Eagles are, are a solid team I can understand why they're a favorite by by you know a touchdown but to me they're begging you to take the Giants here and I just think the Giants have played well enough on defense where this is a lot of points. It's a rivalry game. Like I said, Philly is off of a short week. And, uh, you know, they played last week. Uh, they played uh, last time, November 28th. Giants won the game 13-7. to And it's funny, the Giants haven't won a game since. The Seahawks, I mean, the, uh, the Eagles haven't lost a game since. Uh, I think there's only two games because they had a buy-in between. They beat the Jets and they beat Washington. So, to me, this is too many points. Uh, I think the Giants defense will keep a minute. I do expect Fromm to play. Uh, it sounds like Joe Judge said it's going to be a, an open competition all week in terms of who plays quarterback. Why they would go back to Glennon here, I have no idea. No idea. I mean, we've all seen him. This is my thinking. If you gave me the option, start Mike Glennon or pick somebody random out of the phone book to play quarterback, I would go with the phone book option just because Glennon is a given. I know Glennon can't do it. Maybe you get lucky with the phone book and maybe somebody in the phone book can do it. I just think uh, you got to try something new. Glennon's been awful. They're a lot, they're averaging 11.8 points per game over the last five. They've just been totally inept on offense. Um, I, I expect Fromm to play. And look, will he be better than Glennon? I know this. He will not be worse. He can't be worse. It's impossible. And look, he almost won a national championship. Uh, you know, if you read the scouting reports on him, yeah, I mean, you kind of know what, what kind of guy he is. Not very athletic, not very big. There's some limitations there, probably a career backup. But look, you know, he played in the SEC, almost won a title. Uh, you know, he take care of the ball. He's fairly accurate. And like I said, uh, he cannot possibly be worse than Glennon. At least try something different just for the sake of change. So uh, I expect Fromm to start. I like the Giants with the points. I think their defense is pretty good. I think that'll be an ugly game. You know, a, a, maybe a 24-17 type of game. I think the Giants will hang in there. And this is a tough spot for the Eagles, having to play twice in six days here. Uh, the Eagles are now one of three teams that are 7-7. Seven and seven. It is the Eagles, the Saints, and the Vikings. 
Uh, the odds to make the playoffs, the Eagles are plus 150. The Saints are plus 128, and the Vikings are plus 205. You know, it's tough. The, the Eagles probably uh, – let's just go through the schedules here. The Saints, home for Miami, home for the Panthers, and they are at the Falcons. That's a pretty easy schedule. The Eagles, uh, despite having to play – look, they're going to have to play three games in 12 days, so that makes it a little tough. But they are um, home for the Giants at Washington – and they get the Cowboys in Philadelphia week 18. That could be a scenario where the Cowboys are resting people. So uh, that is, that's a pretty easy schedule too. And then we'll go with the Vikings. The Vikings are probably the best of these three teams, but the Vikings are home for the Rams. Then they are at Green Bay and they are home for the Bears week 18. That's great. We get a, a replay of the, the game we saw Monday night. That'll be a lot of fun. So uh, the Vikings, the Saints, the Eagles, it's three teams for one spot. San Fran will get in. Uh, the loser of the Rams Cardinals NFC West, which is now a race. The Rams and Cardinals are now tied with record. I believe the Cardinals have a better division record at the moment, but that's the only division race in the NFC. The other ones are clinched or just about uh, the Bucks and Cowboys will probably clinch on Sunday. The Packers have already clinched. So that's your playoff scenario. Three teams for one spot. You know, I don't trust the Saints, but and I really don't trust the Eagles. You figured they'll, you know, they'll drop one of these games, but uh, the, the schedules are pretty favorable. I think the Saints beating the Bucks really threw a monkey wrench into this because, you know, they were five and three, then they lost four in a row to go to five and seven, and they've rallied here. They beat the Jets. They got the layup, the free spot on the bingo card to beat the Jets, and then they they upset the Bucks. Now they're seven and seven with a pretty easy schedule. So probably going to come down to the Jets or Eagles. I think it's a coin flip. Uh, probably come down to a tiebreaker scenario. So uh, that's your NFC scenario. The Jets, just quickly, they are minus two against the Jags this week. I really like the Jags. Uh, I don't see how you can lay points with Zach Wilson. Uh, we should mention, I just got the alert, that Robert Sala has COVID, and there are 15 Jets on the COVID list. So uh, grab those plus two, two if you can. I think those will be disappearing. I don't think the Jets should be favored over anyone anyway. I don't care where the game is. I don't care who they're playing. The Jets should not be a two-point favorite. And now you're going to add on top of it uh, COVID issues. Elijah Moore, Carter, Vera Tucker, uh, Lamar Jackson, a bunch of guys uh, for the Jets with COVID. I don't want to be insensitive, but if Wilson were to get COVID and somebody else were to play quarterback, I would like this bet less. I'll just leave it at that. I, I feel bad saying it. I feel bad saying it, but it's the truth. But look, uh, it's hard to overreact to these COVID news. I mean, once you get a bunch of cases, you get an outbreak and uh, it's hard to make the line high, high enough. I mean, you saw these teams, Washington and Cleveland playing with backups. Um, it, it's a really tough scenario when you're, you're losing, you know, 18, 20 guys. Uh, and it's funny, you know, if, if you bet the Cleveland Vegas game or if you bet the Washington Philly game, you won as long as you got the right number. It doesn't matter who you bet because Cleveland was a three point underdog early in the day. Then it was announced uh, Keenan was out and that Baker was out. It went to Vegas by two and a half, three. So uh, if you got the right number, you covered there. And same kind of thing yesterday with the Eagles, it was six and a half. This time yesterday when I was doing the show with Ryan, and I think it closed nine and a half, 10. So you might have pushed. I know there were some 10 and a half juiced up, but uh, I think 10 was the consensus. So you either went, you won or you push as long as you got the best of the number. So uh, always important to get the best of the number. But that, that's this, the, uh, the local team scenario, the Jets and the Jags this weekend. Thankfully, we only have three more Jets games to suffer through. We only have three more Giants games to suffer through. They are at the Eagles. Uh, so I like both dogs. I just don't think you can lay points with the Jets. And I think Giants Eagles will be close. 
Uh, when we come back, we'll talk Mets. We'll talk Buck Showalter. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. Okay, we are back. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Been meaning to get to this. It was tough with the football. I don't know how much of an appetite there was for it, but I'll get to it now. Uh, I think it's a great hire. The Mets over the weekend hire Buck Showalter. Look, if you follow baseball, you're familiar with him. Managed the Yankees from 92 to 95. Diamondbacks, 98 to 2000. Rangers, 2003 to 2006. Then he managed the Orioles a long time, 2010 to 2018. Didn't realize he was with them that long. Uh, he got the Yankees out of their job. The Yankees hadn't been to the playoffs in a long time. They were in first place in 94 when the strike happened. Might have won a World Series. That was a great Yankee team on the way up. 95, they get in the playoffs, and they lose. Uh, if you're a Yankee fan, you're old enough to remember. It's really – Yankees have had some heartbreaking losses, you know, 0-1 in the, to the Diamondbacks in the World Series when they could have won four in a row. Obviously blowing a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox, but losing in 95 to the Mariners for whatever reason. The Yankees fan, Yankee fans loved that team. It was, a, you know, an up-and-coming team. It was an upstart team, and – it, it really it was a heartbreaking series. The Yankees won the first two games. Mattingly's first time in the playoffs. He hit a home run. Uh, they, they won a dramatic game in extra innings in game two with Larritts. Just a great game. Game went on forever. To, uh, to go up 2-0, they go to Seattle. They lose game four, uh, game three and game four. Game five, they get a big lead. I think they are five or six nothing. Back and forth. They end up going to extra innings. They take a lead in extra innings. And that's the game where Edgar Martinez hits a two-run double to win it off of Jack McDowell. Uh, Wetland was the closer, but I, you know, I, I vaguely remember this. I guess Wetland hadn't been pitching well and Showalter lost trust in him and uh, they, they went with McDowell. Buck Showalter was not retained as the manager. The Yankees hired Joe Torrey. I guess Steinbrenner, from what I read, was very upset with how Showalter managed the bullpen. He thought Lou Pernella for the Mariners really outmanaged Buck. But uh, the bottom line is Buck has kind of had a star-crossed career. You know, he's a good manager. Uh, a really solid manager, just kind of wrong place, wrong time. You know, he went to the Diamondbacks, left after 2000. I think he was fired in 2000 or just not retained. The next year, they win a World Series. So similar to Mattingly, where every time, you know, he leaves somewhere, they win a World Series. Just kind of bad luck. Uh, he's done a good job, you know, revitalizing. The Orioles were a mess when he took over. The Rangers were a mess when he took over. Uh, so he's a good manager. If you read some of the comments, you know, Manny Machado says he's a big part of his career holds guys accountable, teaches guys to, to play the game the right way, uh, great at building culture. And really, it was the early 90s, I think, Mel Hall was a good outfielder for the Yankees, one of their best players. But he used to always pick on Bernie Williams, borderline you know, harassment, hazing. And that was a time where that was really allowed, sort of encouraged, and Showalter would have no part of it. He got rid of Mel Hall. So he's a guy who knows how to build, build culture. He's familiar with New York. Uh, he can deal with the fans, the media. That's that's a different animal dealing with New York media. And, you know, he's well-equipped to do that. So I think it's a great hire for the Mets. Let's face it. The Mets, the last few years, have been just a three-ring circus. I mean, let's go over it. 
uh, Beltran hired to be the manager 2019, fired a couple months later because of his involvement with the Astros cheating scandal. Don't know that they needed to fire him, but they did. And then you go down the line. Hiring uh, Brody Van Wagenen to be the GM, just a disaster. One of the worst trades you'll ever make, you know, taking on Cano's contract, giving up Koenig in the process. That was a disaster. Mickey Calloway was the manager. Uh, it comes out after his tenure that, you know, he was sending sexual pictures to some female reporter. Uh, Jared Porter, GM for about a month last year. Turns out he was sending sexually harassment, sexually harassing pictures to a female reporter. Uh, after that, the interim GM last season fired for a DUI. Uh, adding to the fact that, look, Lindor and Baez booing the fans. Um, I mean, what am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting something here. I mean, it, you, you get the point. You get the point. I think uh, McNeil and Lindor fought in the dugout. It's just been a disaster for the Mets. And Showalter comes in and, you know, basically puts a 10 over the circus. I think he'll clean up the room. Uh, I, I think he'll do a good job. I, I think that, you know, he's got a good team, which is the most important thing. I mean, he could be the best manager in the world. Uh, if Scherzer gets hurt or if DeGrom gets hurt, they're not going to be the same team, but he's going to have a good team to work with. Uh, you know, Lindor, I think will have a bounce back year. And I think, you know, Showalter brings some stability and an adult in the room. And uh, I like the Mets. If we ever get baseball back, I think the Mets are live. They are now plus 1,000 at Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook to win the World Series. Dodgers are the favorite, plus 650. Uh, after that, the usual suspects, the Astros, the Yankees, the Rays, the Braves, all right up there. Um, look, the Mets, I mean, the Braves won the World Series. The Mets had a seven-game lead on them in July, so this team is not that far away. Things just fell apart last year when DeGrom got hurt, but uh, if you add Scherzer, you hopefully you can keep DeGrom healthy and you keep those two guys healthy. Uh, they've added some nice pieces here with Marte, uh, Kanha, Escobar. They've added some depth, of so, some stability in the lineup. So uh, I think it's a good hire. I know that it's a little bit of a divide. I think widely it was applauded, but there are some people saying, you know what, he hasn't managed in a few years. He's older. Is he going to be analytically savvy? Uh, he kind of addressed that in his press conference. He said, look, it might not be typical analytics, but I've been using analytics since, you know, the eighties where he said he'd have his wife, you know, scout single A games when he was managing single A and, and figure out his shifts based on his wife's scouting reports. So, you know, he's a baseball lifer. Uh, you know, he's been on TV. He's been around. He knows how to handle New York. I think it's a good hire. Uh, baseball will be here before you know it. If we can ever get the strike resolved, it's or lockout, whatever you want to call it. Once the new year comes, we're about five, six away from pitchers and catchers. So, uh, has it been a lot of baseball news? Hasn't really been any baseball news because of the lockout, but uh, the Mets hired a manager, wanted to touch on that. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to the week 16 NFL games because just going through the schedule here, I'm going to be doing a crossover podcast with Daniel Alvari tomorrow, talking about all the Christmas Day games in the NBA, if we have any Christmas Day games, and we'll probably get into some picks with her. So just wanted to touch on the games before uh, I do that podcast with her tomorrow. So we'll go over that when we come back. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut.
Okay, we are back. New York City Cast, Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Uh, and if you guys want to leave a, a rating, Spotify now uh, has a feature where you can leave a rating. Uh, in terms of any other feedback, if you guys have any thoughts, suggestions, feel free to keep those to yourself because, look, it's my job to do the show and it's your job to listen. So I don't really have a whole lot of interest in that. No, I'm just kidding. At Nati Wilhill, if you want to tweet me, but I'm probably going to ignore it. No, if you want to send me questions, I should probably, you know, we should make this more interactive. If you guys want to send me some questions, uh, some topics, some ideas, I am open to that. So uh, send those my way. Uh, quickly, NFL, we got some good games. Patriots Bills is pretty much for the division. Uh, that's a fun one. Patriots minus two and a half. Boy, gun to my head, I think the Patriots probably win the game, but man, I just think that's a toss up. I don't take a lot from the game Monday night a couple weeks ago. And look, I had the, the Patriots, I had the under. I thought that was going to be, you know, a, lo a low scoring toss up kind of game. Uh, to me, any sort of points here is the play. I think the Bills is a teaser, is a good option. I think this is going to be, you know, 24, 21, somebody. Uh, this is a, a complete toss up. I'm, Look, I'm more excited to watch it than bet it. I think it's a good game. Uh, I think the line is about right. If you gave me three, which it's not right now, it's two and a half, I would have to take the Bills. Uh, another division that's pretty much on the line here, Bengals hosting the Ravens. Bengals minus two and a half. We don't know if Lamar is going to play. I like the Bengals. Uh, I've been on this team a lot. I think their defense is good. They got a million skilled players. Burrow's the real deal. Uh, the Ravens are just a mess in the secondary. And... Uh, look, Huntley's good. I'd almost prefer from the Ravens. I can't throw Lamar out there if he's 70% just because Huntley's good. And Lamar, you know, needs his legs. He needs to be able to run. Uh, I don't want him out there where he's just, re you know, resigned to the pocket and he has to throw. So I like the Bengals in this game. That's one bet I did make. I just took the money line minus 135. Uh, the line's two and a half now. That could get to three. So uh, those there's some good games. I mentioned I like the Giants with the points. I like the Jaguars plus the points. Um, it's tough right now because there's just so many COVID. I know the Chiefs have COVID issues. So, you know, if you want to grab a nine on the Steelers, that might not be a bad idea. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting week here. We're starting to get come down the stretch. Uh, the other one, man, I'm really tempted to take the Vikings plus the three. I don't trust them, but just the way that they are, the way the NFL goes, that you look bad one week and everybody bets against them. And look, that's why Vegas, they have, they have the tall buildings because, you know, we overreact to the last thing we saw. And I, I think the Vikings getting feeling back, you know, at home, uh, getting, getting away. Sometimes you play bad and you win. That's the best thing for you. It's, it's like in baseball, if you're in a slump as a hitter and you just get a cheap, you know, bloop single, sometimes that gets you in a groove. So uh, I think the Vikings getting three is a good play there. So those would be my picks just quickly. Uh, MVP Brady, obviously not only laid an egg, but he did it on a national stage. You know, if you're going to have a bad game, you want to do it Sunday at one when there's eight other games going on. You do not want to be uh, the only game on it and play a game like that. So he was shut out. I mean, through interceptions, guys getting hurt left and right. And he was the runaway, not runaway favorite, but I think he was minus 200 to win MVP this time last week. Uh, he and Rogers, it's a two-man race. They are pretty much co-favorites right now i think rogers is actually a little bit shorter rogers minus 135 it plays sugar house sportsbook uh brady about even money so just about a toss up there now look brady still has two games against the panthers and one game against the jets so he's got a chance to right the ship i don't think all things being equal they want to give it to rogers uh i think the covid stuff there's going to be and look, this isn't my opinion. This is just handicapping the voters. I think there'll probably be a few voters that hold that against Rodgers. 
plus the fact that he won last year. Those are all going against Rodgers. Plus Brady's 44. You know, the narrative is there for him. He's probably going to lead the league in touchdown passes, touchdown yard. He's got great stats. He's got good stats. Rodgers are equal, if not better. Um, look, Rodgers has had the better year, to be fair. Rodgers deserves it. I just don't know with Brady's remaining schedule and uh, the, the fact that, you know, the narrative favors Brady to me. This is just a two-man race. It's a toss-up. I know there's some people trying to make a case for Cooper Cup. That's not crazy. I know he's like 200 to one a couple of weeks ago. Now he's down to 40 to one. That's not crazy. He's not going to win it. But look, if a receiver was ever going to win, it should be him. I mean, he has been absolutely dominant uh, this season for the Rams. Some of the other guys listed Taylor eight to one. He's not going to win. He's a running back on a wild card team. That's not going to happen. You know, Mahomes is there at 12 to one. He's not going to win. This is a two man race. This is Brady and this is Rogers. I would lean Rogers there, but I just don't know. Like based on merit, I think Rogers deserves it. I just don't know. So uh, something to keep an eye on. That's one. Like I have Brady. I took a bunch of guys before the year. Brady's one of them. I don't, I don't have Rogers. I have Herbert. I have Brady. I think I took, you know, Mahomes. I took three or four guys. So I'll probably hedge off and just bet Rogers just so I get a little back. So the MVP is going to be Rogers or Brady. There's only three weeks left. It's going to be one of those two guys. So uh, looks like the Packers are going to be the one seed too. They are, they have these odds at play sugar house Sportsbook. They are minus 400 to be the one seed. They had a good weekend with, you know, the Cardinals losing and also uh, Tampa losing green Bay controls their own destiny. They got a good chance to be the one seed. So that'll help Rogers too. So, to me, it's a toss-up. It's rightfully a toss-up. Rodgers has played a little better, but I think they're dying to give the award to Brady. It's just, look, that's uh, that was a tough game the other night. In terms of odds to win the Super Bowl, just go over these quickly. Uh, the favorite, co-favorites right now, Chiefs and Packers, both plus 450. Bucks plus 650. Patriots are 10 to 1. Rams are 10 to 1 as well. Uh, Bills 11 to 1. Cowboys 12 to 1. Cardinals 18 to 1. Colts 20 to 1. Uh, Titans 22 to 1. No thank you there. 49ers 30 to one chargers 33 to one. Uh, then you start to get in the weeds. Bengals 33, uh, Bengals 33 to one chargers 33 to one. Like I mentioned uh, the Eagles, then you start to really go uh, for some long shots. Eagles 75 to one Browns 80 to one Vikings 125 to one uh, as are the saints, the Steelers. Wow. They actually still list the giants. That's very, how are the giants still mathematically alive? I guess they are four and 10. What if you run the table and I, how would the Giants get in the playoffs at seven to 10? I guess if they're listed, they must still be there, but uh, I do not recommend the Giants to make the play uh, to, to, to win the Super Bowl. So uh, that would be my best bet. If you could somehow bet, no, the Giants will not win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I would recommend that wager and get down as much as you can, because that's, that's not going to happen. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the Giants are not winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't understand how they're still listed. This is 2021, right? Am I looking at the right year? This isn't three years from now or five years from now. Yeah, it's 2021-22 Super Bowl. Giants 175-1. to one. Uh, As far as a bet in that market, man, I'm trying to look. You know, Chiefs and Packers are a little short. It's tough. It's tough. I don't, I don't see anything I love. I think if you're going to take a stab, maybe the 49ers at 30 to one, but you might be in a scenario where you're just better off playing them game by game. Cause they're going to have to go through the wild card. They're going to be on the road through all these games. So uh, the chargers, maybe 33 to one, the Bengals, not a lot here. I'd love to give you a sleeper here, but I don't see a lot. I will say it is, it is a year where I, I could see somebody coming out of the wild card, somebody coming out of nowhere, because I don't think any of these teams are dominant. I know the chiefs have gotten their act together, but I still don't totally trust them. I think if, you know, if I had a gun to my head, I would 
still pick the Chiefs to win it all, but I don't totally trust them. If they lost, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked. And if they won it all, I wouldn't be shocked. You just, you don't really know with the Chiefs. So uh, those are the odds. Uh, MVP, we cover the Super Bowl. Uh, most of the divisions in the NFC, like I mentioned, are wrapped up. The AFC North is still up for grabs. AFC West is a wrap. AFC East will pretty much be decided this weekend. Uh, the Colts still alive in the AFC South. And the Titans just hanging on for dear life. Like I mentioned, they are plus three and a half tomorrow at the 49ers. Man, that's a lot to, to, to be laying with the 49ers on the road against the first place team. But look, I want no part of this Titans team. This Titans team just can't score. So, you know, that three and a half is rich. That hook bothers me, but I would lean towards the 49ers tomorrow. And look, it's not impossible. The Titans, they play the Dolphins next week. They could really lose the division and the Colts could surpass them. That would take Indy winning out uh, because they're a game behind and don't have the tiebreaker. But uh, those are just some of the futures. Uh, covered everything today. Jets, Giants, covered Buck Showalter. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Daniel Alvari talking about, I think, the NBA. I mean, I don't know. These games are getting canceled left and right. Nets, Lakers is basically going to be, you know, Austin Reeves versus Cam Thomas. I mean, no Davis, no Durant, no Harden. It's, it's pretty much a disaster, but uh, we'll sift through it. We'll try to find some winners. We'll probably talk about the Christmas games. Uh, in the NFL. The Christmas games in the NFL are good. Browns-Packers is pretty good. Then Cardinals-Colts on Saturday night. So a uh, little bit of a night off tonight. Not too much. You know, you got a bowl game. I think it's Army versus Missouri. Army was minus three to open. And that's all the way up to seven. I, I, I bet Army minus three at minus seven. At plus seven, that's that's a little much. Or minus seven. That, that moved four points, which I understand. Missouri's really bad against the run. And Army runs the hell out of the ball. But uh, I'm sure some of you will be betting that game tonight. Looking for some action after... Uh, What's well, been a busy weekend of football. It's weird to not have anything tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have football. I'll be on with Danielle. We'll do a little crossover podcast. If you want to listen to yesterday's show, I did a crossover with Ryan Rothstein. Some of that content uh, is pretty evergreen. You know, we talked futures, we talked props. So check that out. I thought that was pretty fun, but we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Don't remember, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all of that. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.